Hi everyone, you are now tuning in to another episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Our special guest today is Senior Talent Sourcer over at Paramount, Jay Garcia. We hope you enjoy part one of this two-part discussion. Thank you for joining us today. Hi everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Conversations with Filmmakers. I am super excited to have Jay Garcia in the building, Jay. I'm <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. You back? Yeah, thank you. So I wanted to first get started and just say, you know, let us know about your current position and how long have you been in the media industry? Obviously, you're working over at Paramount because that background is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that? I, I like love it. that. You know, all of my my leadership guys are like, where did you get that? I'm like, we made it. It's like, you know, they just like, who who did that? Because you know, I haven't seen that in a while. And so it's actually one of our original legacy backgrounds that we we had. And so I just kind of kept it. And now we have a lot of other stuff that we have going on, like Halo and some really Transformers and Mission Impossible backgrounds that you can put on your Zoom. But I this is my favorite one because it displays all of our brands in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it, it suits for what I for the purpose of my role here at Paramount. So mm-hmm. uh, to answer your question, I've actually been in the entertainment industry for about 10 years accumulated because mm-hmm. I've kind of hopped around a little bit and from company to company. So, you know, I worked at Disney, worked at Amazon Prime. I was at Sony for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, I was at Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Media, HBO Max. Um, and, and I've um, always told people it is such a small community because I've worked yeah. at Sony and Warner Brothers as well. It's like once you get into that studio thing, it's like that churn where you see people just floating around that industry, right? So you'll see, yeah. like you mentioned, like Paramount, I'm over at Sony, I was at Fox, I'm over at Warner Brothers, you know, which and is um, really you're awesome. Exactly right, Bonte, because you know, I was just telling I was just telling my my manager yesterday that it is a small here in entertainment. It is a small. There's only a handful of companies that do what we do, mm-hmm. and um, and it's funny how you sometimes I see some of my previous coworkers, you know, here at Paramount, whether they're working at CBS or Showtime or BET or mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. Um, it, it's such a small world, and sometimes Absolutely. we we just kind of you know, go around from company to company, you know, and just check out, see what they're up to, see what the latest and greatest is. And sometimes they always just come back, you know, which so is it's really small, nice. it's a small world and here in the entertainment industry. Absolutely. Which is another point we'll get back to for later, which is do not burn any bridges because oh, believe yeah. me, <laughs> when they say <laughs> about blacklisting people, that is absolutely factual. All you need, what you have is your brand, right? And when you ruin that brand by doing things, you know, that might mess up other people's stuff, it definitely will get around for sure. People don't realize that. But to continue on with, you know, our conversation, I realized when I had reached out to you that, you know, this podcast has been mostly leaning, skewing it towards creatives, right? But I wanted to clarify that with you, you're on the corporate side that helps get those creatives in. And I would love to know more about that, like elaborate on the life of a senior talent sourcer. 
for yes. us, for those that don't know what that is or anything, give us your average breakdown of a day. Sure, sure. So, um, just to reintroduce myself, I am Jay Garcia. I'm one of the senior sourcers for the Talent Discovery and Insights team. And what that is on the corporate side is we basically find that talent, we study market trends, we give that data and insights to our leadership team or our hiring managers on the specific roles that they're that they're hiring for. So mm-hmm. our job as sourcers is to gather that intel talk to those hard to find candidates. Uh, we're, we're constantly interviewing people every day, specifically for, for corporate roles, whether they're a VP, um, a product designer, graphic designer, your creative folks that create all of our, or curate some of our, our big posters that you see in Vegas or in yes. the movies. Um, we're the, the corporate side is behind the scenes, right? So. We think of, and there's there's two sides to it where you have your theatrical side, which is Paramount Pictures, Showtime, CBS Studios, Nickelodeon has their stuff. Um, and then you've got Paramount, Global, Viacom, CBS, CBS that does, that basically does all the technology, all the streaming, you know, the stuff that makes stuff happen, right? Absolutely. I mean, obviously we can't, we can't have one without the other. We need, we need filmmakers we need the content we need the actors to produce those things that people would love to watch and stories to tell but then you've got guys like us that run behind the scenes that you know hire people to keep the lights on and to keep paramount moving forward in regards to you know how we're going to budget this movie out or how we're going to Mm -hmm. you know um the latest and greatest technologies for paramount plus pluto tv you know, those those types of things is what my job is to find that talent to fill those roles within corporate. Which is very challenging because there's so many productions that happen sometimes at one time, so many projects, merchandise and tchotchke oh, stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so there's so many things that, you know, um, and we have several different teams that specialize what, like what I do. So we've got you know, we've got an executive search team that specifically recruits for the C-suite, the C-level executives. Mm-hmm. We've got the sourcing team for technology that runs, you know, that sources for just all of Paramount Plus and Pluto TV um, mm-hmm. and all the other brands in our portfolio. Then you've got, um, we've got the corporate side, which is basically um, anything that has to pertain with our internal technology. So um, anything that has to do with like our HR databases or our finance team. Um, and then we've also got another sourcing team that runs news and stations, you know, specifically nice. for those anchor people and those, uh, you know, I'm not specializing in that area, but um, you get what I'm saying. There's, Absolutely. There's that do special things. And I'm just one of those teams that specialize within specifically um, the Paramount Plus side and our portfolio brands. I'm considered legacy, so I was hired before our merger. So I was originally with CBS, and then now we're just mm-hmm. called Paramount. But yes. legacy means that I was old school. So when I when we first started this team, I was one of the original members, and 
now I have grandfathered myself into where I can actually hop into any anywhere. All of my other team members only get to do a specific um specific brands or specific organizations that they that they're mm -hmm. subject matter experts in. I'm only one of those one of few that actually gets to go float around throughout the company where I can go theatrical or I can go on the technology side. 90% of the time, or I would say 97% of the time, I'm usually on the, the corporate technology side, but mm -hmm. occasionally they'll, they'll call me and say, hey, Jay, can you help out and source for a, you know, um, a director for Paramount Pictures, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool because it gets me an experience to go hop on the theatrical cinematic side of things to see how they work and how they, how they look for talent, you know, so it's which kind is of really which is yeah. really exciting. And can you let the audience know um, some of the brands that are under Paramount Plus? Yeah, you know, so mm -hmm. we've got CBS, CBS Studios. Um, what's CBS Studios? You got CBS News and Sports. Um, you've got uh, Pluto TV, Paramount Pictures, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, BET, mm -hmm. MTV, Showtime, um, Smithsonian, Simon and Schuster. Um, and then there's some South American ones like Telefe and some other mm -hmm. brands, but most of the brands I mentioned are pretty much the ones that I, I support. Which is really important for people to understand, right? Because when you are approaching these large studios, you know, you definitely need to know their brand awareness. Like, like you mentioned, you're one of those people, like you said, with the legacy stuff, and you're able to bounce around and all of that stuff. So you have to definitely do your research when you're reaching out um, to these companies, right? What uh, What is the average velocity of, of talent that you have to seek for as well? I know for me, when I was in home entertainment, we used to release like 500 different titles a year, you know, under the HBO banner, and people don't realize that because they might only watch a little bit of content, right? And now a word from one of our sponsors. After starting my podcast, I needed to hire the pros to market the content. Are you looking for digital success? Look no further. World Boss HQ is your strategic partner. Their experts turn your vision into a digital masterpiece. From stunning websites to powerful marketing, they've got you covered. Startups or established businesses, they are your one-stop solution. Visit worldbosshq.com. That is W-O-R-L-D-B-O-S-S-H-Q.com and unleash your potential today. World Boss HQ Digital Marketing, your online empire awaits. We are excited to bring you this world exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com or www.theanukechronicles.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your myths were born from our history. Let's check it out. Life, a vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be, or else what's the point? You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries.
am Zira and Lilzor. And to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. What does your average day look like? You know, like when you're first oh, wow. starting out on a Monday for a week, they're like, you have a hundred people assigned or a hundred recs assigned to you, requisitions or something like that. Yeah. Like really um, break down. Good, good question, Vanti. I, um, it depends. It depends. Mm -hmm. um, how much bandwidth you got. So we're, we, we, we look up to our director of sourcing who mm -hmm. basically assigns us these recs. And when, when we're assigned to it, she'll ask us, Hey, Jay, can you, how much, how much bandwidth do you got? You know, what's on your <laughs> plate? We'll have between five to five to 10 at most. Mm -hmm. We don't ever exceed that because it's unrealistic for us to, to look for talent. Um, because you're constantly just interviewing people all day and based in an eight hour day, you can only, you can only interview so much, so much people, unless you're just packing up your calendar, which mm -hmm. burn you out. And I, here at Paramount, we don't like to do that. We don't like burning, you know, people out. we like to keep it a work-life balance, which is what I love about Paramount um, because they, they really appreciate that your, you know, your welfare of, you know, they want you to have a life too. Yes. So, um, my, it depends on like, I guess it's kind of hard because us sourcers, we make up our own schedule. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, whatever, how much you want to do a day is what, how many people you want to interview a day, how much talent you want to, to look for. Yeah. So I, you know, between, let's just say I had about five, uh, on average, I'm usually about five recs. I'll probably go through, I don't know, 25, 25 in a week. I'll interview 25, five, five interviews a day. Um, and then, and that's usually happens in the morning because I'll, I'll catch people either in the morning or sometimes I'll work late at night when, you know, they're, they're past their business hours and catch them when they're at home. So, yeah. and sometimes on a Saturday. So sometimes I'm working on a Saturday and mm -hmm. trying to pick those trying to find extra talent on those days because I know I can catch them at home on the weekends and they're not doing anything. So, <laughs> You're so like, I'm the catching them everywhere. And this oh, is yeah. it, that's, yeah. that's just the life of a sorcerer. You just catch them whenever you can and you have to be agile and flexible to meet those. You know, if you want to capture top talent, you just got to, you just got to do that. It's like a, it's like a, um, a scout, you know, an athletic scout who's looking mm -hmm. for the top football player or the top basketball player. They're going everywhere all around the country and they're meeting them at certain times of the day, going to their houses, meeting them. And that's just the same thing for us, except we're doing it over Zoom. We just got to be flexible on our schedule to do that. And back in the day, we used to do that when we used to just 
go to career fairs and, you know, look for talent, mm-hmm. interview them on the spot and stuff like that. So it's, it's nowadays with all this technology, you know, we can do that. It's all about managing your schedule and how late do you want to work or how yeah. early you want to get up to meet the talent, you know? So, and that but goes- you said something really important, which is at Paramount, it's, it's really important not to burn out the staff in certain situations, you know? So it's really great that that person is, you know, your director or whatever is put in that capacity and being like, listen, do you have the bandwidth? If you don't, that's absolutely fine. You know, because what you're doing is very important. You know, you're creating roles of people trying to bring in the most um, expert people into uh, the company and everything. Oh, yeah. so if you're rushing absolutely. through that, yeah, you're, you, you would rather, what do they consider it? Um, work smarter not harder and yeah, also smarter, not harder yeah. <laughs> um, and you know i i i appreciate my my manager a lot because she always we have our one on ones and she always asks me like how are you doing you know what's your what's your what's your status what's your temp you know are you are you running hot you running cold mm-hmm. you, and if you are then take some time off or and she 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 knows like um, she knows everybody's schedules and she knows how hard we work and she always, you know, encourages us like, Hey, take up, take, you know, take some time off of your day, go to the gym, take a walk, spend time with your family, do what are your personal stuff? You know, she, she, she holds us accountable for our jobs. And that's, yeah. that's what I love about Paramount is that they hold us accountable for everything that we do. And it's, that's just the privilege of, of us working remote. You know, otherwise they'd have us go into the to the office and you know, and yeah. have us there for eight hours. But I love how Paramount their their business model and how they let us do our jobs. Mm-hmm. And we have you have to have that certain discipline too. You have to you know when you're ever since the whole COVID thing, you have to hold yourself accountable to do the job. You know, mm-hmm. I get up every day. I mean, I suit up. I. You know, as if I was actually working on site, just because it kind—I of, kind of feel like I, you know, fixing my bed and you know, getting dressed is an accomplishment. You know, if you didn't do it, <laughs> yeah. day, at least two things: those fixing your bed and actually getting up and getting dressed. So those I actually do that every <laughs> single day. As soon as I roll out of bed, I like make my bed because I feel like not only does it organize my mind, but it makes me feel comfortable. Like I'm going to get in a freshly made bed later that night. Right? Oh, because yeah. is that not the dopest Doesn't thing? Doesn't it feel go? good? It feels yeah, good, when right? you go back to a hotel and the bed is like already made, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go to sleep. It like <laughs> calms yourself. So people, if you're listening, make your bed in the morning, okay? Take that five minutes to just make it. <laughs> Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> it sounds so small, but I think what Jay is saying as well f- falls into mentally and physically taking care of yourself. So it's really nice that you would think of like a major studio like Paramount Plus is taking that into account because that all plays into the roles that people want to go after as well. You know, gone are the days of like working yourself to exhaustion, having a heart attack or whatever, or like really not taking care of yourself and becoming ill from it. So I think a lot of these organizations are transitioning to like, listen, if we want quality work, we take care of people as well. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't I want to just clarify to you, Monty, that 
not all roles are remote. You know, I have the a special, you know, privilege of actually working remote. And there are some roles here at corporate that require you that have to be on site, you know, mm -hmm. like our some of our infrastructure teams and some of our executives or some of our video streaming guys, our producers, you know, those, those guys have to be on site just because of the responsibilities that they hold that we that are required to do things on site and not anywhere else. It's just that's just the way of the life of the role is. So um, not not everybody gets to work from home, you know, unfortunately, but um, we do have a great I would say a great work life balance. And I've I've already been here three years. Um, I've seen the the ups and downs of when we were, you know, during COVID and they, you know, Paramount, you know, did their best to make everything accommodating for us to to get through that, to get through that that hump, you know. So it's mm -hmm. been it's been a big journey experience so far. Now an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at RedHawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. RedHawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Well, listen, we are here with Jay Garcia for Conversations with Filmmakers. First of all, sir, you are looking sharp today. And Thank you very much. I love it. Yeah, even at home, you know, <laughs> just like we're going to do this. But I just wanted to say, you know, what you're saying is very pivotal, especially as a glimpse into the corporate side of um, the studios, you know? A lot of times people are just like, oh, it's just a creative and they're out there making films and yada, yada. But there's a whole other segment to it. And so I'm really happy to have brought you on for that. Now, let oh, me ask you, was this a changing of careers for you? Like oh. you getting into talent sourcing and all of that um, as well. What were you doing back in the day, Jay? Back in the day, um, <laughs> you know, Actually, I'm going to take it back all the way back to 94. So my twin brother and I were just kind of, you know, we were going to college. I was taking business management classes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, eventually, we kind of just wanted to start our own business and, you know, do our thing. And then we ended up going into a temp agency. Mm -hmm. And so we were just kind of just kind of hopping around, checking out the, you know, the, the job market companies, see where we fit in. You know, and that's probably like the best place to go. If you if you're kind of undecided, you don't know where to go, try out a staffing agency because it doesn't really hurt you. Uh, like that. I and, love me a good staffing agency, honestly. Oh, it's, it's agency it's, staffing, they they just let you bounce around and figure it out. So yeah, yeah. and um that's that's how I basically found my career because um my brother ended up going to Microsoft. And, and mm -hmm. then the, the manager at the staffing agency, she was like, Hey, you know, Jay, you've got a great personality. You've got great people skills. Have you ever thought about getting into recruiting? And I'm like, no. And so I ended up just starting at the bottom as a, a basically was a, I was a receptionist. Now they call them staffing coordinators. And <laughs> so I started, I started doing, just doing that and just worked my way up. And by 2000, I was 
the regional recruiter for this this agency supporting Amazon and the Microsoft accounts. Oh, and nice. then when the 2000 boom came, I got recruited out to work for a Microsoft solutions partner. Um, and this is when like, you know, Microsoft Vista and XP and Microsoft <laughs> came out. And I basically was the senior recruiter for their call center. So I was just mm -hmm. recruiting all these desktop people. And then um, then that whole financial bubble came and everything, the dot-com just kind of just dropped. And mm -hmm. um, I ended up going into consulting and I ended up going to Disney. And that's when I first got my first glimpse into entertainment. And mm -hmm. I loved it because it was just, everything was happening in Hollywood. I mean, it was, you know, Mickey Mouse would come around on Wednesdays, deliver <laughs> baby in the office and <laughs> you know, it's a small world song would come on and, and, and everybody would just get hyped and everybody just run to the cap, you know, the cafeteria to go get their bagels and, you know, see Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know what, this, this could be cool. And I was doing the same thing except just, you know, at Disney. And so oh, I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Then um, I left Disney and then went over to Amazon and, you know, different, places have different cultures and different vibes. So I was just kind of just testing the waters and, you know, I was like, Disney was the benchmark. I was like, gosh, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. I got to get into something similar to this where the energy is high, you know, mm -hmm. all stuff going on, you know, and they're close to Hollywood because they had ESPN, they had ABC, they had Disneyland, they had, they had, they had all kinds of stuff going on at Disney. So I ended up working at Amazon for five years, got a taste of like technology and, all that cool stuff that they were doing at Amazon Prime, but they were still new in the game because they were they were not a full production company. You know, they mm -hmm. were just mainly just doing Amazon.com, Amazon Fresh. You know, they've got all a bunch of other sub companies that Jeff Bezos was developing at the time. Mm -hmm. Just getting into you know videos and stuff like that. So they were kind of like the Netflix of things where they were you know, borrowing it's movies starting. from different production companies. And there were only like a handful. You know, you've got Sony, Disney, you know, NBC, Comcast, mm -hmm. um, and Paramount that were, you know, actually producing movies. So I ended up, you know, getting a taste of Amazon for about five years in and out, give or take. And then I ended up going to Sony mm -hmm. where I was reporting to Burbank California and they just built a huge engineering um place up in Vancouver BC Canada where oh, wow. all their stuff that they contract out to like Marvel and Disney mm -hmm. or Arts, Sony does all the CG work for like Spider-Man and all these you know the the X-Men and stuff like that so my, my job was to basically recruit talent from all around the country and move them there to Canada because oh my all the movies were being made like, you know, Arrow yeah. and Smallville and stuff like that at the time. So my job was to basically try to get people to go there. But a lot of people just kind of wanted to stay in California, wanted to stay, you know, here in the United States. And it was, it was kind of hard because obviously the exchange rate was different and, you know, we had to relocate them and stuff like that. So, but you got it done. I got it done. It was a contract gig for a year um, they decided to bring the role in house. So I ended up moving on to, um, um, Warner mm -hmm. and then 
I helped launch HBO Max, which is actually here in Seattle. Their corporate office of HBO Max is here in Seattle. At the time, um, AT&T owned, owned HBO Max. Yeah. So um, then we had brought uh, Jason Kalar from Hulu on board to basically re-change the whole company. Yep. Um, and changes. Um, we launched HBO Max. It was a hit. And then um, CBS recruited me out of HBO Max mm -hmm. to come on board and do what I do for, for them. So that is my journey. And I, I've been here ever since. So um, it's been, it's been awesome. And, and I, I think I imagine myself, you know, out of the 29 years that I've been doing my job, I can't imagine myself going to any other industry just because I love entertainment. Um, my background's in fashion, so I kind of, kind of put that together and juggle yeah. them, uh, hand in hand, just because fashion, I think goes with entertainment and everybody has like their own little style, has their own little fashion thing in mind. So I tend, <laughs> to, I tend to put that, you know, my life with that, you know, in, in entertainment. And if you're really passionate about entertainment or even in what you do, it doesn't matter what you do, mm -hmm. you got to live and breathe that. That's the only way you're not going to call it work. Because if you're living and breathing it every day, you're just not going to call it your job. It's just exactly. I love that. And speaking of that, uh, we have Jay Garcia here for conversations with filmmakers. Speaking of that, you mentioned with the whole fashion thing, but I also know that when we spoke the other day, you're trying to do some correlation with a whole nother with the creative side, which is the casting portion. And I know that's yeah. something that you would like to just learn more about. Could you tell yeah, me? I, you know? Yeah, let me tell you about that. So yeah. I was talking to my team not too long ago and I was like, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool if, uh, you know, um, if our jobs can get into the casting side too, you know? Mm -hmm. So not only are recruiting for corporate talent, but if we were like a universal team, which I'm trying to encourage my my leadership team to like, hey, we need to be more agile and fluent within the company. So if they need us here on the theatrical side, we can, we can source for that. If they need us on, you know, at eight, you know, at, you know, Nickelodeon, we can float over there. Um, so I, you know, was just telling my team the other, not too long ago about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we actually got a guest speaker to learn more about um, the casting side, right? Casting side of things on the theatrical side. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the next, that, that week, you know, my senior VP, was like, hey, we got a surprise guest. Her name is Lori Erickson. And I'm sure some of the filmmakers probably know who she is because she's done, you know, um, she has casted for 41 um, and counting television shows and pilots across 13 uh, broadcast and streaming platforms. So, Which is amazing. So some of the stuff that she's done is, and this is all, this is all public knowledge. She's done Ghost. She's done Unbelievable. She's done stuff for Netflix. And not only does she does stuff for us, for some of our, our for CBS right. Studios and mm -hmm. some of our movies, but she, um, her organization does for other uh, streaming platforms, seems like Apple TV, Peacock. She, her team basically kind of casts, or she does castings for other, other cross- networks i guess i yeah. guess i'm not 
familiar with it's the almost role. like a it's almost like being a consultant a consultant to the industry well, you know like it's like, yeah, yeah. kind of like an agency where you know like some modeling agencies will send models out from their agency to you know model for ford or for you know tesla or for google or whatever so she her her she does basically casts for different networks mm -hmm. um that we do collaborations with it's actually pretty that. pretty pretty cool yeah <laughs> so we ended up having her speak about her life where she came from and you know what tv shows and platforms she was casting for and how do you get into that and so i after the you know, after the presentation that she did during our meeting, I kind of reached out to her and I said, you know what, I was just talking about how great it would be to learn about casting and here you are. And um, and she was like, well, maybe you just kind of manifested that out there in the universe and they heard you and they immediately I, brought you. Oh, yeah. So it was Can kind you of a manifest winning the lottery, but it sounds like we need to invite her on the show. She sounds oh, like she would be amazing to learn about her background. Um, anytime that you're inspired, like that. oh yes, I I'm sure that she would would love to be on your show. She also has a um a nonprofit that she's doing. It's oh, called man. the CBS Leadership Pipeline Challenge. I'm not sure what that is, but she's actually running that and she's spearheading it. And I believe it has to do something with um casting and um just being in a leadership role so that uh, is you, really amazing you probably have to ask her um when she comes on your on your show <laughs> <laughs> exactly could you break this down for the aspiring filmmakers out there um what exactly this program is but jay this is really great You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McRae, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.UK, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.